Fought through a lot of stuff to get here. Including the adversity in that game right there, man, right? You're a resilient group, man. A damn resilient group. A bunch of resilient men right here. Men and women, in fact. I can't tell you how, how proud I am of you guys, man. Right? You kind of, a little bit like that in the game, but you kept pushing. You kept pushing. You stayed aggressive. Great job. Hard to win in this league, right? Hard to win in this league, man. Win on three, one, two, three, win! right now hey we're live everybody got me live let's go baby every man do their job 111 12 caliber defense let's go no overthinking right go play some ball go play some football it's an exciting time to be a buffalo bill and a fan of the buffalo bills Welcome to week two of the Sean McDermott Show presented by Connors and Ferris, your workers' comp attorney. Sean, thanks so much, as always, for joining us off a big week one victory against your division rival in New York Jets. Your quarterback, Josh Allen, set a career high with 312 passing yards, and he also set a career high in completions and pass attempts. He also passed for career best 17 first downs. I mean, it's not a bad start to his third year in the league. What did you see from Josh coming into the league to open this season? Yeah, I thought, I thought he got off to a great start, Steve, and, and our offense overall got off to a great start. I thought Coach Dable had a good game plan, got him into a rhythm early, and, uh, and really what I've, what I've seen at practice is what they executed at a high level, uh, especially in the first half or most of the first half there. He was also the leading rusher in the game for the Bills. He had 57 yards on 14 rush attempts. Some of them were designed, some of them he just broke out a contain in the pocket. He also lost two fumbles, which everybody's been talking about. But how do you feel about Josh being your leading rusher? Was that a, a good stat or a bad stat, or was it a game-specific stat just for the Jets? Uh, what are your thoughts about Josh leading the team in rushing? Well, and without getting too much into strategy, Steve, I, you know, I think we, we did what we had to do to win the game. At the end of the day, it's it's got to be a good, healthy balance uh, within that game plan. And, and so, and at the end of the day, even more important, you can't lose the ball. Uh, and so that's, that's a fundamental we've got to continue to, to work on and grow with Josh as we move forward here. Yeah, and you got some nice performance out of the new guys. Stephon Diggs, eight catches for 86 yards. Six of those were for first downs. John Brown, six for 70. And he also had a touchdown after the game. You said Josh had two number one wide receivers. Josh Allen said that himself. How great was it to see a solid performance out of Diggs and Brown to start the season? Well, it was great to see, uh, and I got to give a lot of credit to John Brown. He's he's uh, so unselfish in his approach, and honestly, I think Stefan Diggs has been able to get in here and and not only show us what he can do, but learn from from John in some ways. And so that those two have, have done a phenomenal job. And I and I don't want to leave out either what Cole Beasley has done, and now Gabe Davis and Isaiah McKenzie. It's a good core, uh, and so we're we're excited to to see how that's going to continue to grow this this season. One of the things I saw from the radio booth, offensive coordinator Brian Dable was really creative with his play calling, especially early in the game. You started the game with a variety of looks, different personnel groupings. It seemed like the plan was to spread the Jets out as much as possible. Is that the identity of your offense, or do you have a unique plan for a game each week? Was this a Jet-specific game plan, or was this something you do every year? Because I saw you did it also to the Jets in week one last year. Yeah, it's, you know, again, I want to give credit where credit's due here to Coach Dable and the offensive staff. I thought they put their their collective heads together and came up with a good plan. And whether we do that next time or whether it was just for the Jets 
at the end of the day, it was about us executing at a high level with great fundamentals, uh, the blocking, the catching, the throwing, things that people take for granted. I thought we did it at a high level, in particular early in the game. And then in the late to third, early fourth, we, we did it again at a high level. So plenty to work on, but good to see. Well, Zach Moss and Devin Singletary each had nine rushes. Devin had averaged 3.3 yards a carry, while Zach only had 11 yards on his nine carries. What will it take to get more out of those running backs against the Miami Dolphins? Well, that's something we've got to make sure we, we, uh, we continue to develop. Uh, you've got to be able to hand the ball to the backs uh, in order to gain uh, tough yards. And, and we've got two good backs, we believe, and, uh, and a third or fourth as well on our depth chart and, and TJ Yeldon and, and Taiwan Jones. So, uh, you know, we have to continue to grow as a football team. That is one area uh, that's on the to-do list uh, as we move forward here as, as well as many others. Well, outside of one long touchdown to Crowder, your defense basically shut down the Jets. You held them to 52 yards on the ground, 202 passing yards. What did you see from your defense against the Jets that you hope to carry into week two? Well, I thought they played hard and they ran to the football. And I know that sounds uh, rather simple, but uh, something we don't take for granted. We coach it, our players buy into that, uh, just the swarming mentality and, and uh, running to the football. That paid off. When, uh, when we had the strip there of, of the tight end in the flat and, uh, and got the takeaway in the fourth quarter there. And that was a big takeaway for us in terms of the momentum of the game. And, and we cashed in there. So just overall, uh, continuing to move forward with our defense, a lot to be, a lot to be learned from this game. And uh, it all starts up front. We've got to do some better things up front, uh, play more physical, more physical, excuse me, more nasty up front. And, and um, you know, so a lot, a lot we can work on, but a lot of good things in that first game. Thanks, Sean. We're going to catch up with you later in the show to get your final thoughts on the Miami Dolphins. Thanks for taking a little time right now for us. Yep, sure, Steve. Chopping Wood is presented by St. Bonaventure University, the official education provider of the Buffalo Bills. Welcome back to the Sean McDermott Show, and now it's time to break down the game film from week one with our good friend Eric Wood in a segment we like to call Chopping Wood. Eric, Josh Allen had a career day, 312 yards passing, but he also led the team in rushing. What stood out most to you about Josh's performance against New York? Yeah, I love the attack that Brian Dayball drew up for his third-year signal caller. He gave him some easy throws. He gave him some screens, some design runs. I felt like the way they spread the ball all over the field set Josh up for success the entire day. Well, let's take a look at some of the ways Josh was used in that running game. We'll start with a quarterback draw, and this came early in the game on a second and 13. Yeah, the Bills are backed up here. Not an ideal situation to call plays, and Brian Dayball calls up one of his favorite plays, and it's the QB draw. When you run the ball on a design run with the quarterback, you add an extra blocker. Josh is also one of their most effective runners. Here he runs for 12 yards on second and 13, get you back to a very easy pickup on third and one, and he takes out my guy Fischetti at the end, yeah. poor guy. Chris Fischetti uh, took the brunt of this shot at the end. That's not the best hit Josh took all day, but it was a good one. <laughs> I, I know, it. poor Fischetti, but it was a great play call, Brian Dayball there in the first quarter. Well, we also saw a read option concept on a second and one. This one, Josh keeps it on the read, and he runs it for a first down. Yeah, and this is Josh being an athlete. This is almost new school triple option. So out of the shotgun, the first option is the jet sweep. The second one is the play fake. And there he reverses field, takes a, a shot at the end. I wish he wouldn't take, uh, but Josh has said it himself. He likes to take a shot early in the game to get himself going. 
hopefully he'll break himself out of that. But uh, Josh with an effective run here. The defensive end makes a great play. He gives Josh the read to keep it, then forces Josh to reverse field. Luckily, Josh is a good enough athlete to make a positive play out of it. Yeah, that was a great athletic run by the quarterback. And he also had another run, and he'd have this touchdown, which is just a classic naked bootleg. They come in with big, huge personnel and give it to the quarterback all by himself. Yeah, here you have eight offensive linemen on the field. And at first, I thought this was simply Brian Dayball calling a run play and just telling Josh Allen to keep it. A lot of times that makes the sell really hard with the offensive line and no one expects it. If anything, Josh can make one guy miss. Well, when I saw Ryan Bates leak out on the replay, I realized it's the play that they've been running for Deion Dawkins the last couple years. Now they have Bates running it, and Bates was unable to get a release. Uh, poor guy could have got himself a touchdown. But because he releases, he draws 48, and then that gives Josh Allen the free run to the end zone. Let's take a look at some of the things that he did in the passing game to get that career-high 312 passing yards. We're going to start with the touchdown to the rookie, Zach Moss. Yeah, the first thing that sticks out to me on this play is the pass protection. Josh Allen has all day to throw the ball, and that's what happens. When you wear out a defensive line and keep them in 10 personnel, where they're constantly rushing the passer, and you put together these long drives, the defensive line gets wore out. But Josh sits in the pocket very patiently, escapes the pocket at the last second. By moving, you create new windows in the zone, and when he moved, he was able to find Zach Moss for his first touchdown in the Bills uniform. Yep, Zach Moss with the touchdown. Nice to see the rookie get involved early. He also spread the ball around quite a bit. Let's take a look at a first down completion, and I thought it was really important that the Bills did come out and threw it on first down. They threw it a ton in this game, but this one is a completion to John Brown in the first quarter. Yeah, eight different guys caught passes for the Bills. You're right, they did spread it around. This is just a simple dig route, and he could have either thrown it behind that linebacker like he did there or waited for him to avoid the zone and, and cross him. Josh Allen does a great job of just using that strong arm, gun it past the linebacker for, for a completion, and him and John Brown picked up right where they left off last year, which was great to see. I was a little worried with Stephon Diggs coming in that maybe he'd forget about his boy John Brown a little bit, and he sure didn't yesterday. Well, we finally get a chance to see the new toy of this offense, Stephon Diggs. It's a nice throw to him once again on first and 10. Yeah, Josh was eight for nine when throwing to his new guy, Stephon Diggs, yesterday, which is a great sign. It's a great sign for the rapport that he has here. Uh, but this is a hard play action. You got crossing routes coming across the field. Stephon Diggs does a great job pressing the corner up the field, then releasing across the field to create that separation. And it's just an easy pitch and catch for Josh. And this is this is a chunk play. These these types of 20-yard gains like this, those aren't that easy um, in the NFL. And Josh and Stephon make it look very easy right here. Eric, great stuff as always. It's always nice to chop some wood with you. Thanks for chopping up the film with us today. And we'll see you next week to talk about the Miami game. Thanks. Absolutely. My pleasure. Game Preview is presented by Independent Health. You deserve the red shirt treatment. Maddie Glab here with this week's Game Preview. The 1-0 Bills have their first away game of the season in Week 2 as they head to Miami to take on the 0-1 Dolphins. It will be Buffalo's first game of the season with fans in the stands. We won't see quarterback Tua Tungavailoa this week as Miami's head coach confirmed Brian Fitzpatrick will start Week 2. Fitz didn't have the best Week 1 throwing three interceptions in New England. 
While Miami's 27th ranked offense from last season didn't add too many new skill players, they do have a new offensive coordinator in Chan Gailey, who was the Bills head coach from 2010 to 2012. The Dolphins' 32nd ranked scoring defense that allowed 30.9 points per game in 2019 got a facelift this offseason. They added players like corner Byron Jones, linebacker Kyle Van Noy, former Bills Shaq Lawson, and drafted first-round corner Noah Igbenogany. The Buffalo Bills showed off their variety of offensive weapons during opening weekend, passing the ball to eight different players. Their 404 total yards of offense ties for sixth best in the league. Quarterback Josh Allen set a career high with 312 passing yards, which ranks fifth in the NFL. The quarterback now has 11 games in which he passed and rushed for a touchdown. The Bills' defense picked up where they left off, allowing just 254 yards, which ranks third best in the league. Their 52 rushing yards allowed ranks second. With a sack against Sam Darnold, defensive end Trent Murphy has seven sacks and two forced fumbles over the last seven games. The Bills have won five of the last six games against the Dolphins. That's this week's game preview. Steve, back to you. Thanks, Maddie. Sean, you guys are going to go on the road for the first time this year. It's going to be the first time you guys get to play in front of fans. What's going to be different for your team preparing to play on the road in front of fans this week? Well, a lot will be different, uh, just the whole process of the travel, the trip. Um, but I'm confident, just like I, I watched our staff prepare and do a good job with uh, getting training camp up and running. I'm confident that they'll do the same with our trip down to down to Florida so that the team, the coaches, and, and uh, the players in particular can focus on the game, on the grass. Uh, so, uh, you know, listen, at the end of the day, we've, we've got a job to do, and we, we expect to, uh, to have a good week of practice and go down there and and uh, face a good Miami Dolphins football team. What do you expect to see from Miami in week two? I know it's early. We don't know much about everybody around the league yet, but what do you feel like you got to get done in Miami? Well, we got to continue to put our best foot forward and play good team football, complimentary football in all three phases. We're not a finished product by any means. Uh, so I want to see us to continue to grow, take another step, a critical step in our, in our development. Um, Again, it's going to be a, a, a tough football game. This is a tough football team that took New England to the, to the wire right there, and then they turned the ball over in the red zone uh, when it was getting close in the fourth quarter there. So uh, we expect a very tough football team, football game, and, and, uh, and so we've got to make sure we're ready to go. Thank you so much. We'll see you next week on the Sean McDermott Show. Appreciate your time. Good luck in Miami. We'll be here next week to wrap up that game and look forward to the Los Angeles Rams as they come to Orchard Park to take on the Bills. Thanks, Sean. We'll talk to you next week. Final Thoughts is presented by your local Toyota dealers. The Sean McDermott Show is presented by Connors & Ferris, your workers' comp attorneys. By Independent Health, you deserve the red shirt treatment. And by your local Toyota dealers.